Yo, welcome to the Cone Phone. I'm Grant Cone. Going to be here for about the next 60 minutes, 90 minutes. And taking your calls. If you want to call in and talk about whatever, just click the link in the chat box or in the description. Um, I'm doing it a little bit different today. Uh, you, you can only write a comment if you're a member. But I'm not trying to gouge you for money. The way I'm thinking is usually I don't read the comments because there's too many to read. Uh, and so you have to write super chats to get my attention and they can be expensive depending on how much you want to say. So today, anyone who writes is who's a member and writes a comment, I'll read it. I'll put it on the screen. And that means you basically get what, like for $2 a month, is it two bucks? You can have unlimited comments today. And it's a little perk for the members. I'm going to be working more on my, uh, on the member option, the private stuff, the premium stuff met with a uh, a professional about it, a social media videographer cameraman yesterday. He's got a whole vision. So talking business, stay tuned for some, re- I, I told you it was going to be a like type of a, uh, what is the word? <laughs> like a documentary style, but it's going to be like episodes and it's going to be cool. Anyway, it's going to be a lot of stuff up the pipeline. If you want to call in, just click the link. Until then, I'm going to talk about remaining free agents. The Niners made their big splashes. It looks like they're kind of done. What's up, Barry? A baller? Call in. Let's let's have a conversation. What do you think of what the Niners are doing? Right now, the Niners got, uh, they they added two guys in their D-line. First of all, they lost two guys in their D-line. They lost Samson Nebuchadnezzar, Charles Amenehu, two key contributors from last year, and responded by adding Javon Hargrave and Cleveland Farrell. They also lost Jimmy Ward, replaced him with Isaiah Oliver, lost Jimmy Garoppolo, replaced him with Sam Darnold. That's the Niners offseason. Are they better than last year off those moves? Hargrave's a big addition. The rest, eh, kind of lateral moves. And then you got the other contenders in the NFC. You got the Eagles, you got the Seahawks, and the Lions. And what's interesting about those teams are on paper, they're not as good as the Niners, but they all have quarterbacks. And they all have two first-round picks. They all have picks in the top 10. So these are teams that are like not done adding really impact players. You could, you could see a scenario where each of those three teams adds like a cornerstone player in the top 10 this year. The Niners don't pick again until 99. So I'd love to hear what you guys think the Niners should do in free agents. Like is there, are there more moves they can make? Bay Area Baller says, what up, G-Money? Mark says, thumbs up. 187 is a new member. Thanks for becoming a member. Mason Wright says, everyone go vote for Grant on the March Media Madness. Oh, I'm going to lose that so hard. But thank you. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, go vote for me. Errol's, uh, if you want to be on the show, you got to turn your camera on because I got to see who you are because some people could be crazy. That's the thing about people. Some of them are crazy. Errol seems normal. No? Nope. Can't tell. <laughs> He's uh, in his car somewhere trying to get service, I could tell. So, all right, let's go through the, the free agents the Niners could look through. We got Carson Wentz. Looks like his career is over. Matt Ryan, he should retire. Kenny Galladay, washed. Bud Dupree, he's interesting. Edge rusher, 30 years old, hanging out there. What's up with him? Is he retiring? Byron Jones, retiring. Adam Thielen should retire. Taylor Lewin, retiring. Leonard Floyd, that would be perfect. Donovan Smith, awful. Left tackle from, uh, oh, God, he's worse than Mike McGlinchey. Don't sign him. Frank Clark, that would be nice. 
Let's keep going. Ezekiel Elliott, no. Tom Brady, retiring. Uh, Robbie Anderson, no. Zach Cunningham, sure. Love Zach Cunningham. Hell of a player. Can they afford him? Deion Jones, no. J.J. Watt, retiring. Marcus Peters, 30. Robert Quinn, uh, that's another edge rusher that, that the Niners could go after. William Jackson, 30. Shaquille Griffin, I mean, the Niners did just sign Isaiah Oliver. I don't think they're going to get another corner. Yannick Ngakwe, another edge rusher they could get. You know what I'm saying? John Johnson, safety, not going to get him. Nelson Aguilar, wide receiver, not going to get him. Dalton Schultz, not going to get him. Uh, Rodney Hudson, not going to get him. <laughs> Who they got? Jadavian Clowney's out there. Uh, Bobby Wagner, not going to get him. George Fant. George Fant is available. Maybe we should look into George Fant. He seems to be the best right tackle available. Adrian Amos. Man, he's been around. He's still only 29, though. Not going to get him. Ooh. Justin Pugh. Man, that guy's been around. Who are we talking? It might be George Fant. That might be the best option. Are they going to, should they sign George Fant? Let's look into George Fant. What has he been up to the last few years? I remember him in Seattle, George Fant. Hasn't he torn, hasn't he gotten hurt? Okay, he played eight games last year, started seven. But before then, he'd always been a dependable player. Now he's, what, 30? He was a good athlete, right? That was sort of a project. George Fant, when he came out in 2016, what was his, ran a 4'8"? Yeah, he's a hell of an athlete, but he's had injuries. I'd be interested in George Fant. Let's see what Sis Data Hub says about George Fant. George. George Fant. Not a fan. Not a big fan of George Fant. Hey, ooh, God, he was terrible last year. Yikes. Well, maybe you get him for cheap. It means like doesn't seem like anyone wants him. Yikes. What is what did PFF think of George Fant last year? Ugh. Man. Bottom of the barrel here. 48 points. Oh, God. His career might be over. I don't know. Let's see what Bay Area Baller 18 thinks. Any uh, opinion on George Fant? George Fant, he's an intriguing name. If you can get him for cheap, he's got experience. We've seen him in the NFC West. But I got another name for you who I like okay, better okay. than George Fant. And he was okay. playing for the Raiders last year at right tackle, Jermaine Illuminor. Okay. I was wow. watching some tape on him, PF, you know, and I subscribed to PFF. Uh, PFF liked what he did. They gave him a pretty good pass blocking grade, a solid run blocking grade. That's Jermaine Illuminor. Uh, I watched a couple games, just some, just some footage on NFL Game Pass, and I thought Illuminor looked solid. So uh, I would absolutely want to bring him in at the right tackle position just to compete with Colton McKivitz, to compete with Jalen Moore. Um, yeah, I like Illuminor more than Fant, but both are interesting. But I got a couple other guys because, Grant, I think the biggest need that I'm looking at right now is that speed rusher. I want that mm. Leo edge yep. rusher, right, kind of like what they brought D Ford in to be. I don't think it's Drake Jackson. I mean, when I asked uh, Chris Kosarik last year, Kosarik, um, what's the vision for – Drake he was like well if you watch his highlights most of his sacks at USC came from the inside I think we can kind of do with him what we did with Arden Key I thought that was the vision I mean he's bigger than than D Ford he doesn't look like he doesn't play like D Ford 
So, I, no. yeah, I'm with you, man. They got to get this guy. He's not on the roster. I want that. It's not Cleveland Furl. No, it's not clear. No, he's more of a base down guy. Put him yeah. in, you know, early downs to stuff the run. Maybe you can shift him inside on some passing downs, but that remains to be seen. But uh, when I'm looking at that speed rusher, like I was saying, a couple names out there, the most expensive one might be out of their price range. Yannick Ngakwe, that dude's got all the moves. I mean, every year you look at his stats, he's getting like, gets like eight sacks every year. Just a, a really good prolific pass rusher. Yannick Ngakwe. If you wanted a yeah. cheaper guy, what do you think about Dante Fowler? Perfect. You know, right? Perfect. I mean, they're yeah. options, right? It shouldn't be that hard. They, they shouldn't. They could get a guy in free agency and the draft and r- roll the dice, see what they get. I agree. Yeah, and that's why I want those three swings at the end of the third round. We're hearing a lot of speculation about trading, trading up. up. It's so expensive to trade up. Like it is. To get to get to the to get to the second round, you probably have to give up all three of those third round picks. And it's like, mm-hmm. I would rather have the three cracks at it, you know, at the end of the third, get, get a speed rusher. And I've been eyeing Grant. I've been looking at tight ends because I want to yeah. upgrade that tight end too. And I know drafting tight ends, they say it's a tough transition for prospects coming in, but I'm looking at this kid out of old dominion, Zach Kuntz. Grant, dude, I just watched Good the athlete. tape on this guy. It pops off the screen. He ran Good the four-five-five yeah. at the yeah. combine, so now he's kind of skyrocketing off draft draft boards. But when you watch the tape, this dude Zach Koontz, he's six-six. He's mm. super athletic. He's plucking balls ten feet in the air. It's like, well, that'd be an intriguing. Give him a shot. Yeah, yeah, give him a shot. Are there any edge rushers in the draft, like edge rushers though, that you got your eye on? Because that's, I mean, if if there's like an undersized, speedy guy, they could get. You know, Hassan Reddick type, although I know who's a first-round pick, but like at the end of round three, that would be money. You know, I don't like to half-ass it, Grant. I've, I've been diving into some draft prospects. That's the I, search. I hit tight end hard, and I hit D-tackle hard, like looking at 20, 25 guys. Edge rusher's next on my list, so next time we'll talk, I'll have some What do you think about what Nathan Flores says here, uh, Gardner Johnson? That seems like to be like the big fish out there right now in free agency who hasn't signed. I mean, he's going to get some money, right? Absolutely. Am I tripping? Yeah. yeah. Gardner really Johnson, player. that dude's spectacular. Imagine like Jimmy Ward, but on steroids. Because it's like Jimmy Ward, we know he's a do-it-all guy. He can play in the slot. Figuratively. Figuratively. <laughs> Figuratively. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we don't. Hey, Gardner Johnson's hey. big time. But again, I didn't expect the Niners to go after Javon Hargrave. Right. I thought that was yeah. way out of their price range. John Lynch, Parag, these guys pulled it off. You know, that being said, they have lost a lot of talent. 49ers have lost a lot of talent so far in free agency when we're talking McGlinchey, Ebukam, Omenahu, Jimmy Ward, Aziz Alshair, Daniel Brunskill, Emmanuel Mosley. All those players are really good. Like, I mean, yeah. they, they did add Hargrave, but they also lost Amenahu and Ebukam, who are, I mean, they were, Amenahu's really good. I mean, he was, he was their second we, best. He's really good. Last he year. was their second best pass rusher last year. Yeah, and he just got paid by the Chiefs. Yeah, and he's twenty five. Yeah, yeah. So, but they got Hargrave. Hard. The thing about the Niners, they're, they're heavily invested in him, Armstead, Trent Williams, Kittle, Juice. There is a contingent of players on this team that are in their thirties, like Gibson. They. This is kind of it is a win now team, even though they have a young core too. They really, they've been very invested in these players for a long time. They got to do it now. Now hey, they're going for it. 
That's where they, got they went and they got the big boy Javon Hargrave and Grant. I've been watching his tape, right? Because we we've all we watched good. the Eagles, but I'm breaking down the all 22. I put out a video on my channel. So if you guys want to check out Javon Hargrave and what he's bringing to the table, Bay check Area it out. Baller 18. I, check it out. I, I, what I want for your homework assignment, I'm going to be looking at it too. When I watch clips of Javon Hargrave, especially from last season, he's dominating. But what I notice is he's dominating one-on-one. He's, he's manhandling the person in front of him. What's he look like against a double team? Because he's going to face more of those on this team. Unless, unless, you know, they add a couple more D linemen who are impact players. Because right now, everyone knows it's him and Bosa until someone else steps up. So yeah. it's going to be a little bit different yeah. for him. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll yeah. check Not his out fault, though. Yeah, check I it out. I noticed that the Eagles did with him, they're lining, they lined him up a lot, almost in like the zero tech, right over the center. And okay. the Niners aren't going to do that. They can do that in Philly because they got that five-man front. Right. right. So they don't they also align him up as like as oh man him him one on one against the center is unfair. See that's, what I'm that's saying. the kind of stuff that the Niners can't replicate. If you can actually no. give a guy like Javon Hargrave a one on one against the center, I used to try to tell that to to Salah. We would talk. I was like, man, okay, so Solomon Thomas, he's not that good. But if you could get him one on one against the center, I yeah. think he could win that matchup. But it's hard. I mean, you have to have like a five man line. You kind of the Niners yeah. weren't, really, weren't really built to do that. But Eagles could. Niners won't. They the Niners can put him in that two eye where he's over the guard, but on the inside, and he's kind of playing nose tackle, and he can still be a pass rusher threat from there. Eagles did that too. Anyway, I gotta take some more calls. Good to see you. Hey Grant, thanks for having me on. Talk to the you. So, all right, all right, all right. So we got uh, Errol and then Mikey Forever coming up next. But real quick, uh, Casey, yo, what's up, Casey? How you doing, Brady? You got to pay today. Twelve interceptable balls in six games for Purdy, not sustainable. It's a good point. It's a small sample size. Flavor Reborn Restoration says, I've heard a lot of juice slander from you. I've seen many players uh, plays where his blocks were the difference between short and long runs. Is he really not worth the money? Um, no, I like juice. I actually think he's underused. I think that's my point. He's underused. They pay him a lot of money. Um, he makes some nice blocks, but the Niners run game isn't dominant. It's good. It's not dominant in, in terms of yards per carry, like or in any way, really. Um, they're more of a play action passing team now. And I think they should use use check. Throw him the damn ball. He's a good receiver. Like, what are you paying him for? You know, uh, deception. I don't understand that. Scott says, uh, "Where would you play Gardner?" Yeah, he. There, there is no spot for him here, right? There's no spot. I mean, nickel. I guess watching from Edinburgh, Scotland. Thank you, Scott. Gut mob. Thank you for becoming a new uh, member. I got that from Larry. Haha, this hating ass cat. Laugh my ass off. Thank you, Jason. That's me. Nathan says, I saw a stat that Niners D-line had like 85 pressures and Hargrave alone had 66 pressures. I bet it. I bet, though. But again, he, was, he had one-on-ones. It's a different structure over there. The Niners are heavily dependent on two guys. Although, unless Armstead and uh, Drake Jackson start balling out. All right, Errol, I see you pulled over. What's up? What's going on, Grant? How you doing? Where are you calling from? Uh, Richmond, Virginia. Okay. All right. How'd you become a Niner fan? I've been a Niner fan since what? Uh, back in Jerry Rice days, uh, Joe Montana. I just left the Bay Area last year. You can have okay. the Bay. <laughs> where you where are you from? The Bay. Where are you from? I'm from Jersey. Okay, but where in the Bay were you out. before you left? Oakland. Hey man, you should have said what's up. I'm right here. I, I ain't want Not my car you. broken into. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> that happens a lot. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> bipped anyway what's on your mind so i'm a trey fan 
And I'm really getting discouraged because when you look at this offseason, all the defensive picks up pickups, they they re-signed in Brindle and Colt McKivitz. Mm-hmm. Whatever quarterback we have back there, because we like you always say, we start off slow. Yep. So yep. if Trey starts the season, he's doomed for failure regardless. Exactly. Pretty much whoever wins the quarterback competition loses. You know what I'm saying? I agree. You you want to lose agree. that competition and then and then get your, your chance week ten, right? Man, but do you cut. really get do you get any feel that they're really going to bring in or with the draft picks? Can they trade up to get a solidified tackle at least? Only is way I can see possible? them getting it, only way I can see them trading up far enough is if they trade one of two players or they, if they trade a player. So I mean. Ayuk, everyone wants, I mean, the Giants want Ayuk. The Niners could probably get a late first round pick for Ayuk right now, but there's a, like, that's what they tried to do with Buckner, right? Like, let's trade Buckner and replace him and get someone in the draft who's just as good. Good luck with that. If you the trade Niners Ayuk, track record, though, yeah. Jawan Jennings can't fill Ayuk's shoes. You don't have no, anybody so you, on the roster. Right. No, you don't. You got, you got gadget players. Oh, you got Danny Gray, but he can't fill Ayuk's shoes. Right. No. No. He's off the so, top. He's going to take the top, top off. That's it. Everyone else just does like specific little roles, but Ayuk does everything. And, and one other thing, you know, a lot of people love Brock Purdy. He did a great job. I'm not taking nothing away from him. But as the season progressed, you saw the weakness or his, his flaws. And I think he really maxed out where he could be. And while, yes, we were winning games, it's not always going to be that easy. They scored 19 I, I points in the NFC. They scored 19 points against the Cowboys. 19. Right. And one. Right. Yeah. That's, I know. still feel Trey's our best chance at quarterback with who we have right now. But like everybody says, he just got to play. But I think Kyle Shanahan, who I'm not a fan of, is setting him up for failure. Well, yeah. Well, well it's going to be interesting with this team. Not only does the offense start slow, but now they got a new D coordinator who hasn't been here. You know, right. now you you know you got some new players. What if the defense takes a month to to find its footing? What's the first month of this season going to look like? They don't have Jimmy Garoppolo to like keep them treading water, keep them afloat. It's it's very new. This this could be a strange season. I mean, they literally downgraded at offensive line, and right. it's hard to say they're better at quarterback considering Brock's in a sling and and Trey's you know not even fully cleared and Sam Darnold's learning the playbook. That's where they're at. Yeah. I don't see Brock coming back at the earliest till game five or six. I think going to be on the pup list to start the season. And like you said, you know, has he maxed out what he is? What's his arm going to look like? What what a defense is going to do to him when they get his tendencies? I mean, everyone knows he rolls left. He he doesn't step up in the pocket. He spins out left. Everyone knows he doesn't throw to his right. I've been I've been looking before I called in, you know, the past week and a half. I've been really looking at Trey's highlights, the little that they are. But when you look back at what he's done, he's right there. He just needs the consistency of being on the field to get in the rhythm and the groove to be comfortable. I, I, what I'd like to see is Kyle Shanahan put Trey Lance under center and let him do play yeah. action. Because to yeah. me, that's why you drafted him. He's an athlete who could who can get under center and do play action. Like A lot of the athletes that come out of college football come from spread offenses that don't have that. I mean, that Jalen Hurts, right? He played at Oklahoma. Justin Fields played at Ohio State. That's not what Kyle wants to do. He wants to do right. play action. 
So Trey can do it. Let him do it. Right. When you did right. it against Houston, it worked. Right. When, whenever they've tried to run the zone read, it hasn't worked. That's not really what he did in college. He's not particularly good at it. He's not. He's not Colin Kaepernick. Right. I, I look at him to a degree as Cam Newton, who runs when opportunity is there. He's not a runner-runner, but if something breaks down and it's open, he's going to take those five, ten yards. Yeah, of course. And to me, that's yeah. all you should want from your quarterback. We don't want well, – I don't want Lamar. I don't want a running that's all, per se quarterback. That's all, that's all Patrick Mahomes does. Right. That's enough. Right. I mean, it's all Steve Young did. Right. Donovan McNabb wasn't running zone read. I mean, they, were, they didn't really have that play in the NFL 20 right. years ago, but still. These guys were rushing threats when we, when we were younger without that play. And that zone read play, it's fine. But the whole thing is the element of surprise. You do it when they least – the quarterback keeps it when you least expect it. At the goal line, for a first down. Not a steady diet in the first quarter on first and second down. That's just asking to get your quarterback hurt. Stupid. Right. Yeah, like I said, I, I think Kyle – and I'm, I know I'm in a minority, but I hope this is his last year if he don't win the Super Bowl. Because, <laughs> like I said, he's I'm wasted, you, he's wasted a whole years. roster, seven years, and nothing. Trent Williams' career. George right. Kittle's career. Like, dude, you right. got to seal the deal here. I keep comparing him to Tony Dungy. And it's like, right. well, Tony Dungy was a defensive coach. Well, what is Kyle, man? He constantly built. What did he do this offseason? Defense. Right. Because his and attitude is, like I'm the offense. His attitude is, I'm the freaking offense. I'm good. My, right tackle? My thing, doesn't matter. My thing is, like I said, yeah, CMC, great addition, great running back. But if you run him into the ground by game five, what's the Which point? You got George yeah, Mason. Point? Yep. Elijah Mitchell, hopefully he stays healthy. Use him. Use him. What I, what I want to say, what's interesting is the Niners' first picks this year, their first-round pick, their second-round pick, their third-round pick, Trey Lance, Christian McCaffrey. They've never yeah. played together. They've never played right. together. I'd like to see what it looks like with those two playing together. I feel like Trey Lance, if he lines up in the shotgun and, and they think it's his own read and he just hands off every time, this team could, right. this team could be like the Bears. You know, They could rush for five, six yards to carry. They could rush for 3,000 yards. With Trey Lance not just being a decoy, because right. now you got to, because you you saw what happened when he was in the shotgun and he all eyes were on him, yep. even though he's not Justin Fields. So you could use that against defenses. I think that would be. I'd like to see what that does to the Niners' offense. Because frankly, they're a good, not great running team. That and they, the identity is they want to be a a team that forces you to commit to stopping it so they can play action you over the top. Well, they don't. For, you don't have to sell out to stop the Niners' run game. You don't have to. You don't. You right. really don't. One, yeah. So one last yeah. thing. The the uh, Kubiak guy they brought in, Darnold. the older brother or the cousin, third oh. cousin, whatever the hell he is. The QB what? It, oh, uh, Kubiak, Kubiak, Kubiak. Is he going to be the OC? The the uh, the coach they brought in pass to help. the pass game coordinator. He's the so new Bobby Slowick. Yeah, but uh, uh, Kyle's still going to call the plays. Of course. Yeah. So All he's right, so he's it. like the, he's like the game planner, you know what I mean? Like, hey, this is what we're gonna do this week. This is what I watched on film. Okay, so that's another that's another reason the team could start slow. Another guy there, another pass right. coordinator, another another uh, quarterback. Right, right. I, I ain't gonna hold you, man, but thank you for taking my call. Of course, good to see you, man. Take care. All right. All right. Uh, Mikey, you're next. Then Niner Gang. Although Niner Gang, you're gonna have to put your. Uh, I saw you yesterday. You're gonna have to put your camera on. There you go. Just a second. Um, Nathan says, I saw the, a stat that Niners... De oh, we got you. Flavor Reborn says, I agree. You should have two, three targets a game. Yup, agree. Mark Saucedo says, Drake Jackson working hard right now. He knows what he got to do. 
I'm not saying he's not going to work out. I just is is he the edge rusher the Niners need, or is he more of an interior rusher who could be part of the you know he might be a better third down rusher than Armstead at this point. Right tackle and kicker has me worried. Fernando <laughs> Juice is a dog. Yeah, he is. Crazy E-Man only signed for $6 million for a, a year. Crazy to me. Haven't heard any news on Gould since I heard they were talking to his agent. Yeah, it doesn't seem like the Niners are offering any more big deals. Lamar, thank you very much. Purdy has it. It. Rod Simmons says, Grant, is the running back stable uh, good enough? Top two guys get injured a lot. Mason doesn't get to eat. I like Mason. I think he, you know, he lost his job at Georgia Tech because Jameer Gibbs came. And now Jameer Gibbs is a first-round pick. I feel like Jordan Mason is, if he were in this draft, would be one of the better running backs in this draft. He's really good. He runs really hard. I don't know. All right. Mikey Forever, you ready? Yeah. Do you see me? Hey. Okay. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Yeah. Great. What's up, dude? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm you calling doing? you from Scarborough, Ontario, Canada. Outside. Nice. Of cool. Yeah, and I'm wearing my uh, vintage number 16 Joe Montana jersey. <laughs> that definitely looks like it's vintage. It's totally vintage. I got it for right. my birthday. Uh, well, actually, Christmas present one year. So, yeah, I've been nice. following the 49ers uh, basically since I was born. I was born in, in San Francisco. And I moved nice. to Arizona in 1971. And I moved to Canada here in 2017. So, okay, main, main places. But I've been a dual citizenship. ever since. Yeah. Nice. I could tell. Um, the one thing I wanted to ask you. Well, a couple things. First of all, you said that Sam Darnold. Now, didn't he used to play for the Jets? New York he certainly Jets. did. He did. Yeah, and he didn't. He didn't have a very good system there. No, if I recall correctly, uh, the O line wasn't that great. Defense was okay, but Darnold didn't do much. Right? He ran. Right? He mm -hmm. ran sometimes. Mm -hmm. He ran he for his life. Rubs in the past, but yeah, a little bit. He, he basically ran for his system. life. Yeah, he didn't have a very good system. So one of my questions to you is, how do you think he's going to fit into the quarterback carousel, basically, at the 49ers this year, as far as the season goes? I think he can do a lot of what Brock Purdy does. You think so? I think, yeah. I mean, skill set-wise, he's a bigger Brock Purdy. So He's a bigger Brock I, Purdy, but, 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 but is he more mobile? I don't remember Darnold being that mobile. Okay, maybe that's just me. But I don't remember him being that mobile. Watch his highlights. He he runs around a lot. He, he could argue he runs around too much. That what he his problem in his career is he's been trying to do too much and trying to force things. And he sure. and he thinks he's like a playmaker. But on on the Niners, they're going to be like, dude, don't do that. J just get rid of the ball and distribute the ball quickly. You're doing too much. And on this team, you don't have to hold it too long. Kyle doesn't want that. He wants you to get the rid of the ball to the guy. He schemes sure. open. And, What's, you know, he's never played for a coach who can do that well. Sure, sure. What's the timetable on so, What? I haven't heard anything. Part. Say again? Well, what's the uh, timetable on Trey Lance? I haven't heard much on him. He's supposed to be getting you know, cleared pretty back, soon. Whatever. He's supposed to be he's getting cleared be pretty backup, soon. And then. He's going to be the backup, right? Is that what we're saying? To Darnold? Well, Lance is going to be the backup? No, 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 no. No, Darnold's no Darnold's learning the, the playbook. So what's going to happen is Trey Lance will get all the first team reps in in OTAs, mini camp, training camp. Darnold will be the backup, and Purdy will won't be out there. It'll be kind of like last year when Trey Lance got all the first team reps, 
and yeah. Sudfeld, excuse Sudfeld was the, was the second team. Uh, Purdy was the third string, and Jimmy was just waiting around. Like that'll be Purdy this year, just waiting around, rehabbing, not healthy. Uh, trail getting all the reps, and so it's a super highway for him to prove himself and to impress the coaches and yeah. his teammates. But happened, you know, it's tough, right? To our, yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. What happened to our uh, the fourth stringer, Josh Johnson? What happened to him? He's a free agent. He's probably he is. He's uh, out there now. Done. He's like 38 years old. He's probably done. <laughs> I don't know, I mean, man. How do you? That's like putting. That's like putting. Uh, Still, like you said, Steve Young out there. See if he can still run around. Yeah, I think. Yeah, Josh has done enough. It's time. Yeah, it's like elder abuse at this point. Leave him alone. Okay, so we've got Lance, who's going to be the starter. We know this. We got Darnold. We don't know anything. This is how it's going to. We just we don't know anything. We just know that's what's going to be. You know, the pecking order when training camp starts. Things could change. Sam Darnold could be great. Believe me, I as a longtime fan, I don't have a problem with Trey Lance starting. I really like his his mindset. I like his yeah. aesthetics. I love how he can make something out of nothing. He's he's just a he's one of those prototypical quarterbacks that can just for a moment you see him and you're like you're thinking of past quarterbacks like 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 Montana, like you know, those kind of quarterbacks who can think on the fly and just go, Look, I know I can do this and I can run this and get us a first down and I don't and I don't wanna be stupid and I don't wanna, you know, hurt myself. And at the same time, he's able to consolidate usage of Christian and Debo and Kittle, and, and put, you know, and put them all out there to succeed. And that's what he wants to do. I think what we need to do is to definitely modify the O line. We need some of these free agents to boost or to bolster that. That's absolutely true. Agree. Hey, Mike, you got to take some more calls, man. Okay, Seems like you got some work to do too. There. Good to see you, man. Salute from Canada. Salute. Have a good one. Uh, hold on. I better not see a running back draft in the third round again. We got CMC, Mason, Mitchell, and, and TDP. I wouldn't bet against it. Nathan, got you. Mitch, right side of the line is a dumpster fire. Trade for the Bengals kid. Oh, you can you can uh, sneak in uh, free comments through Facebook. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Thanks, Mitch. Uh, Barry of Baller 18 says Melvin Ingram is another intriguing name out there. Hell yeah. Let's get some more members in here. Yup. Yup. All right, Niner Gang. Good to see you again, man. What's going uh, on? We got, you got the co-star in the back. What's up? What's up? How you know? Behind you. How you doing today? Chilling, man. How you doing? Oh, man. It's Saturday. I can't complain, you know? Just sitting here going through my thoughts with this quarterback situation in my O-line, and I'm stuck with... Uh, no matter what quarterback we got, man, we don't solidify that offensive line. It's going to end up the same way as it done every other year. So I know. I just don't hear. And no that's t- what's frustrating about Kyle Shanahan is like he sets this up every time, and you're like, man, that's a great team you got there, buddy. But uh, this one little thing right here that you refuse to address is going to really kind of hold you back. Hundred <laughs> percent, hold you back. Yeah, he's signing all these. I'm no knock against the you know the guys that he signed already. You know to replace what we're missing on that O-line, but they're just filling guys. There's no solidified right side of that line. I mean, even the left side, Trent Williams is a star. I get it, but he's old, man. He's older, nothing against him. That right ankle doesn't seem to hold up too well. You know, he's got to tip plays because he can't compete with these younger D-line guys. He's got to, you know, when they're going to run the ball or pass, he's got to stand off the line to get that extra half a second. And it's a play-action team. It's a yes. play action team, and he's tipping, running pass for a play action team, 
when did when did uh, Brock Purdy get hurt on a play action pass where the DN didn't react to the run? I'm just saying. I I, I think that uh, till they do something with that line and even Trent Williams, like I said, man, he's a great yeah. guy. Nothing against him, but Can't I think player with him you know what i mean because i think this is going to be his last year and if definitely if they don't win the super bowl this year which i'll be honest man i'm diehard i don't see that in our future you know not this year because unless the Kyle team got- in the afc are just so good let me the, th- but the thing about the nfc is wide open but the other three teams that i think niner fans always looked at as like the threats are philly seattle and detroit i mean at least right now all three of those teams have really freaking good offensive lines and they have two first round picks this year so I don't know. I feel like they're they're coming, man. And the Niners, like, how what's the how do they get better this offseason from where they're at right now? I feel like they're almost done. Now they could always get another Brock Purdy late in the draft who like makes an incredible, surprising impact as a rookie. But saving that, what's the next impact move they make? Robbie Gold. Well, that, 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 exactly. My that's my whole thing with them is I don't believe it does. You can spend everything you want and get Lamar Jackson. You can go get Patrick Mahomes. I can care less. You can get the best quarterback in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes. You can't keep him upright. You can't keep exactly. him upright. Exactly. It doesn't freaking yeah. matter. He's going to no. get hurt at some point because you cannot sustain the amount of contact that our quarterbacks take. They just, It's just not. Yeah. And the Niners are like, you know, it's tough to find good offensive linemen, so we're just like, won't look. It's like, what are you talking about? That means you need to look harder. That means you need to make sure you find these guys. And the other, your, your competitors, your rivals in your conference have done it. And they're coming, man. They're all improving. All of them, and they're all they have stability at the quarterback position. You, the Niners are like, hey, maybe Sam Darnold could turn his entire career around with us. Like, yeah, maybe, but like, maybe that's a hope and a prayer. I just couldn't believe I was Rashawn Ridgeway. He's our uh, uh, defensive guy we just signed. Hassan Ridgeway. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. He's Hassan, he's gone. Javon. Javon Hargrave. Javon there you Hargrave. go. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, that guy right there, superstar player. But I just feel it was a waste, man. Our defensive line with the rotational pieces, even though we lost a couple, they were beyond serviceable. Our, our defensive line wasn't the reason we lost that NFC championship game. They got beat down, man. They got beat down. When they're on the play, just smash mouth football nonstop. That's going to happen, man. They knew what He we didn't were- do anything against Kansas City in the Super Bowl. The Niners didn't have any pass rush against Patrick Mahomes. Next time they face Patrick Mahomes, they're still not going to have the type of defense that can slow down that team if they ever reach the Super Bowl again. I mean, you really think the Eagles are tripping that they lost Javon Hargrave? They draft, they got three D tackles, uh, you know, in waiting. They got a top 10 pick this year. I mean, they could replace Javon Hargrave easily with someone cheaper and eight years younger. They're yep. not tripping. Yeah. And get state production. And if it doesn't work, they got enough in the back pocket where they'll rotate him out with another player. They you know, drafted Jordan Davis with a top 15 pick last year. They got Milton Williams, who's really good, and had two tackles against the Niners in the NFC Championship game, and they got the 10th pick in the draft this year. They could take another D lineman if they want to. and just Because that's what they want, right? They want eight guys? Yep. They, and I, I think, mean, yeah. thing, the Niners feel, have two. I feel like Kyle's stuck with defense wins championships. I don't believe that anymore. I don't believe that. Patrick Mahomes showed you that it doesn't. That It really have, doesn't. They don't have a great defense in Kansas City. But and it's not, the, it's not just that Patrick Mahomes is great. It's that... In the fourth quarter, those refs will call these tiniest of yep. holding calls on these. It's like, I'm sorry, they will not let a defense win a championship. No. In the fourth quarter, like Nick Bosa was trying to win that championship for the Niners, right? And he made he beat his guy, and he got held on third and 15, and they didn't call it because nope. defense doesn't win championships. They don't want it to. Sorry. That's that's about sorry. outdated, and I don't think Kyle's caught up to that yet. And 
And even so, I mean, you can have look at Philly. They had a great defense. Patrick Mahomes still went and put 40 something. Shredded. 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 Like they were nothing. Like they weren't the greatest pass rush ever, right? Yep. Zero sacks. Zero. Wow. Oh. Wow. And that's because Andy 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 Reid focuses on his O line. His O yeah. line. And his it, offense. When they went to the Super Bowl and lost to Tampa, I do believe it was. They yeah. lost that game, I believe. Because O line. One reason. Yep. One o reason. O line. They rotated yep. those two players. They did something because one got hurt. I don't remember the exact guys. One of them got hurt. Oh, they, they were all yeah. They, they they were missing both their offensive tackles and they couldn't they couldn't compete in the game. At all. Since then, they, they they have no weaknesses on their offensive line. Nope. Eagles have no weaknesses on their offensive lines. Uh, the, the Lions have no weaknesses on their offensive line. Niners have two. Burford might be might become not. Bur Burford was a weakness last year to the point where he couldn't play every snap. But maybe yeah. maybe he'll like blossom into a good player like Aaron Banks or a solid player. But McKivitz, no, 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 no. Weakness. I, something needs to happen with the training staff, coaching staff over there because... Like we said, I think we discussed yesterday, we're top one, two in injuries, you know, on damn near every season, you know. Mm -hmm. So what's going on? I mean, we play hard, but, I mean, you look at other teams like Seattle. When Seattle was in their top peak, they were a violent team, super violent team when they were in their in their, in their their mix in their Super Bowl windows. And they didn't have players go down like we do. I mean. Also, it, it, another thing, Vish, Vish Kumar has been pointing this out on uh, Twitter a lot. Like dominant defenses, the Niners have had a top five defense four years in a row, top five. That's very few teams go for five years or six years because defense is the kind of thing where like if you have one weakness, it does it undoes everything. You got one bad cornerback, you got one bad D lineman. You know, it, all of a sudden you're not dominant at all. And is this the year that the Niners come back to earth? Like they just added Javon Hargrave at the same at the same time, two high priced thirty year old D tackles. You know, uh, a, a difficult, a more difficult schedule, a new D coordinator. <laughs> they can. This they might can, be the year. What if What if Armstead has another down year? What if Hargrave turns pl plays like a thirty year old? You know, I mean, I don't know. Well, what if, if Len Lenore's still here? What if Lenore isn't good? What What happened to Aubrey Thomas? I mean, he he was playing good not last year, year before he kind of finished off pretty good, I thought. And then this season, he's just. What if Isaiah Oliver is no good? Oh, man. I don't know. It, it, it's rough. I don't know. I think that uh, no, ma no matter how great of a defense grant we have, we can have a defense that goes three and out, three and out. But if we don't have an offense that can sustain the field and hold a, give our defense a break, if we're going three and out along with them, at that point it becomes which team is conditioned the best on defense to sustain that amount of time on the field. And that's where the Niners come up short. They seem like they run out of gas in that fourth quarter. You know, it's been going on for years. They slow down. They let a little bit more plays happen. They let the top get taken off quite a bit more. And it's like, I don't know if the O-line, the D-line is running out of gas, not applying the pressure, or is it the cornerbacks losing a step because they're tired from running all over the field all day? I got to let you go, but before I do, I just want to go out with this thought. A lot of people say the Niners have the best roster in the league. And mm -hmm. part of the reason they're so strong at so many positions is because they choose to go cheap at quarterback and offensive line. And if you make that choice, then you can definitely load up at running back and wide receiver and linebacker and safety and corner. But how many teams make that choice? And why would you? Why would you want to, of, the, of all the positions? I mean, I understand quarterback. Unless you have a great one, then there's no reason to spend $40 million on Derek Carr. But offensive line, that's where you go cheap? Are you kidding me? That would be the last place I would go cheap. Honestly. Facts. Facts. Ah.
Are you, you kidding me? If you yeah. invested cheap, let's run our rookie quarterbacks. Brock and Trey will be substantially outstanding players. I believe that if you can protect them, you have to protect yeah. them and you have to use the running game that we have. Rotate them. Yeah. Don't have, even if you want Christian McCaffrey on the field, every play, cause he's a threat. Don't give yeah. him a damn ball. Every time no. let Jordan Mason pound these guys to death. He's never fumbled the ball. He's, I mean, he's just everything about him. Every time he touches that ball, it's positive, 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 yeah. positive. Put yeah. Christian McCaffrey out there on the side. Let him run a slot. Let him be a receiver. Let's bring these yeah. other guys back. Like you said to your point earlier, and I'm going to let you go, Grant. Like you said about Juice, put him in the backfield. Let Jordan, let him block for Jordan Mason, Elijah Mitchell, and let's run this ball down their freaking throat. And then mm -hmm. that'll set up Kyle's play action, but he doesn't. Uh, Christian, 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 Christian. Hey, also one more thing. You know, that, that run game is never going to be dominant unless the right side can, you can run on the right oh. side too. Because right now they just run left. Grant, nothing on offense will ever be consistent or dominant until that O-line shores up. It all starts in the trenches. You hear these players say it all the time. It's if, true. You're not gonna, if you're going to listen to anybody, listen to the players. They are on the field playing the game. They are involved yeah. in this. They hear what is going on. Kyle don't want to listen, whatever. Anyway, call Grant, me. Thank you for taking my call, buddy. I'm super excited. You made my Saturday, man. That's two days in a row I got to talk to you, but I'm going to have a great day today, man. Great, man. Great one, Peace. Later. Josh Knudsen. I heard free comments on Facebook now. We eating today. That's right. Free comments on Facebook. I don't know how to. I'm so technologically unsavvy. Nathan Flores says, Kyle, use Trey like you use Purdy. Trey as a stronger arm. Correct. Lamar Brown making it rain. Thank you. Please help me understand what the statement means when now when referencing to the Niners. This false narrative seems to be why the organization doesn't want to help develop Lance. Niners don't look like the Chiefs. Well, it's um, it's what the Cabo click decided, that they're all great. I mean, I think they all think they're going to the Hall of Fame. Kyle's going to the Hall of Fame. Kittle's going to the Hall of Fame. Ustrek's going to the Hall of Fame. Trent. They're all Hall of Famers, you know, regardless of whether they, whether they win a Super Bowl. And, they, and so given their collective Hall of Fame powers, they're going to converge like the Power Rangers without a quarterback and make a Megazord and take down Rita. And isn't that the bad guy? I don't know. Uh, Fish and Chips says long developing play action costs us NFC championship chance. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing. The uh, Kyle has this really old school under center play action offense that takes two years to learn and no one, you know, does it in college, but like so, for what he doesn't take shots. It's not a, it's not a downfield throwing offense. It's not a dominant run game defenses aren't selling out to stop the run anymore. That's my thing with, I want to talk about this real quick. There's no one else waiting around. Kyle's offense, it's all about getting defenses to sell out to stop the run and then using play action. Well, the last few years, the whole trend in, in defense is play two high safeties. Forget the run. Don't sell out to stop the run. Invite the team to stop, the, to, to run the ball because no one's winning a championship running. You got to throw. If they run the ball, if they run the ball for four and a half, five yards of carry, great. They're not throwing. They're just killing time, and we can score fast. A lot of teams can score fast. So that's what you're seeing is pretty much too high safety every week, uh, and you're invited to run the ball. You're encouraged to run the ball, and teams aren't like just freaking out on play action the way they did in the past. So you're not getting these like big chunk shot plays. What you're getting is the 10, 15-yard throw over the middle, maybe, into traffic. It's a, it's a pretty, it's like a long two, a contested long two in basketball. It's not a layup. It's not a three. It, it's a contested long two. And I think you're seeing teams phase that out. It's a tough play. And 
it's not getting big rewards. If defenses are just going to play two high safeties and invite you to run the ball, well, maybe make it 11 on 11 football and really make them pay. What's interesting about the Eagles is, or, or that whole RPO system, which I think is where the NFL is going, it's very safety first. I mean, you're constantly, it's not a big explosive offense. It's constantly staying in front of the chains. It's really easy to read. It's numbers thing. Whether to hand off, whether to throw, whether to hand off, whether to run yourself. It's not hard. It doesn't take players two years to learn it. It's what they're doing in college. And, um, you know, Andy Reid incorporated parts of it for Patrick Mahomes, who came from a spread offense. The two quarterbacks in the, in the Super Bowl this year were played in spread offenses in college. I don't know. Seems like that's the way to go. Now, I'm not saying go full, full Chip Kelly. You never want to go full Chip Kelly. Don't ever go full Chip Kelly. His offenses are good, though. He just has no defense, has no concept of. You need a decent defense. The last two Super Bowl winners had decent defenses, like literally league average. That's all you need. You need a, a decent defense and a quarterback who can go out and throw 40 touchdowns in a season. Do the Niners have that? No. They have a great defense and a quarterback who just might get him 30 if he stays healthy for an entire season. The Niners haven't had a quarterback, though, for 30 touchdowns in a season since Jeff Garcia. These are the 49ers. I don't understand that. That's like the Yankees not having a, a, a slugger who hit 50 home runs for 30 years or 20. It's like the Lakers not having a dominant center for 20 years. They don't have a good court, like they don't have a quarterback, a prolific quarterback on the Niners. 25 years. Really? This has been 20 years, I guess. Fish and Chips says long developed. Yep, got you. Josh Knutson says Niners history used to be about winning Super Bowls and having the best quarterback. Now it's about Grant Cohn outperforming the entire organization. Wow. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> Appreciate it. At least on YouTube. Philip Coop says, So do you think uh there is no chance that a starting tackle drops to the mid-second round? And if there is, you think bundling some of our third, fifth, and seventh round picks would put us far enough to grab them. I mean, I, you can find starting tackles anywhere in the draft. Day one starters, though, that's a different thing. Like Jordan Mailata, the starting left tackle for the Eagles, my, who, I, who I talk about all the time, he wasn't a first-round pick. He was like a fourth-round pick. Trent Brown, remember him? He was like a seventh-round pick. You can find guys who are good athletes who need a little development. So I don't know. They could find a guy. I just think it's going to be hard to find a, to draft a guy with the 99th pick and say, this guy is a starting right tackle. For the San Another thing with the offense, why you see guys like Brendel gets the job and McKivitz gets the job, they know the system. It's, they, it, it's not all physical with these players on offense. You have to know the system because it takes forever to learn it. When reporters were asking Sam Darnold yesterday or a couple days ago, you know, do you think you're going to compete for a job? And what, do you, like, what have they told you? He's like, man, I have to learn the offense. That's all I got to do. If he fails that initial test, he's not going to win any job. It's really hard. Some people can do it quickly. Others, such as Jimmy Garoppolo, never really get it down. So we'll see how Sam Darnold does. That's the first test. Can you learn the offense? We'll see. He's never had to do anything like this. It's unnecessarily complicated and tedious. But that's how it is here. <laughs> um... Why go to Canton when you can go to Cabo? Josh having a good time. Mark says, uh, crying, laughing emoji. Uh, Casey says, the O-line wasn't that bad till the NFC Championship game. Yeah, well, they hadn't faced a real great D-line. You know, they faced uh, Dallas's D-line, very good. 
and the Niners were very respectful of it and scored a meager 19 points and moved on. Didn't didn't lose the game. Didn't turn the ball over. The next week, they did not respect the Eagles' D-line. Lost. So they've been able to work around their offensive line. You know, you've seen it with Aaron Donald, a lot of quick passes and stuff, but eventually you have to... What happened in the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter against the, the Chiefs' D-line? Eventually, the Niners' offensive line always caves in on the right side. Right at the worst point in the season. 187 knows what I'm talking about. Tyler says, Kyle needs to change and stop his arrogant mindset. We are never going anywhere we want until he accepts his responsibility. Kyle needs to change and stop his arrogant mindset. Tyler, do you have a life-size picture of that happening? He's 43 years old, almost 44. It would have happened by now. I think what we can say about Kyle Shanahan with confidence, and I think he would say it too, is that he will never, ever, ever change. This is who he has been his entire career. This is who he will continue to be. And you either think it's good enough or it's not. I happen to think it's not good enough. I happen to think he's never going to be a Super Bowl champion unless he gets fired from the 49ers and goes somewhere where he gets to inherit a Hall of Fame quarterback. Because he'll never pick the right quarterback. He'll never keep him healthy. He'll have a different guy every year. And people that like him will say, well, wait till he gets the right one. Then he's going to, then he's going to win a Super Bowl. Okay. Was Robert Griffin not the right one? Was Brock Purdy not the right one? I mean, he's had success with quarterbacks and broken them. He can't develop a quarterback. Can he develop an offensive line? I don't know. 187 says, we average 35 with Purdy top five offense next year. When's Purdy coming back? Do you know? Carlos says, would they or uh, would they or you consider trading Juice in a draft pick for a good starting right tackle? Uh, yeah, I think so. I would. Right tackle. I'll take that over a fullback. Josh Knutson says, also, if Trey Lance is a starter and they want to go to 11 on 11, you don't need a fullback for that. Your two-back offense is your quarterback and your running back. Those are your two running threats. You don't need a fullback for that. So eventually when Trey Lance, if Trey Lance becomes a starter, use check gets phased out. They need to uh, get bullies on the O-line. I don't know how to describe the ones they have, but they aren't bullies. Harbaugh's offensive linemen were bullies. The Eagles' offensive linemen are bullies. The Lions' offensive linemen are bullies. Uh, the, uh, the Seahawks' offensive linemen are young and athletic. The Niners have fifth-round picks, fourth-round picks, undrafted free agents, and Banks and Williams. Um, Cheeks O'Farty says, I just want you to read my name one time. I'll read it twice. Cheeks O'Farty. Because yesterday was St. Patrick's Day, and that was really creative. All right, guys, that's the show. Um, thanks for being members. Thanks for calling in. It was a lot of fun. And I will be back soon because I love streaming and I love you guys so much. Have a great Saturday. Take care.